Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. This is Daily Devotion, Episode 99, Leviticus, Chapter 12. Welcome to Daily Devotion. I'm your host, Cynthia Martin. Our goal each broadcast is to read the Word of God, comment, and pray the application of those truths to our lives in 15 minutes or less. All right, good morning. Let's get started by inviting Holy Spirit to guide us, open our eyes and our ears while we read. Father, we bow before you today. And Lord, we declare that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Father, we ask as we join together this morning and read your word, that you would open our ears, open our eyes to what you would have to say to us today, that we would eat of your word and live. Amen. So we're reading the Bible from the basic English edition, and we're reading one chapter per episode. We started in Genesis, and today we are in Leviticus chapter 12. And the Lord said to Moses, say to the children of Israel, if a woman is with child and gives birth to a male child, she will be unclean for seven days. And when she is unwell and on the eighth day, let him be given circumcision and she will be unclean for 33 days till the flow of her blood is stopped. No, no holy thing may be touched by her and she may not come into the holy place till the days for making her clean are ended. But if she gives birth to a female child, then she will be unclean for two weeks as well as when she is unwell and she will not be completely clean for 66 days. And when the days are ended, making her clean for a son or a daughter, let her take to the priest at the door of the tent of meeting a lamb of the first year for a burned offering and a young pigeon or a dove for a sin offering. And the priest is to make an offering of it before the Lord and take away her sin. And she will be made clean from the flow of her blood. And this is the law for a woman who gives birth to a male or a female. If she has not money enough for a lamb, then let her take two doves or two young pigeons, one for burned offering and the other for sin offering. And the priest will take away her sin and she will be clean. Well, today it's a really short chapter, and so we're going to be discussing um, this kind of strange little chapter that's very short and where there's such rules about giving birth and becoming clean afterwards. Now, this is not saying that women are unclean. This is just, uh, actually, it's an honoring of women to set them aside time for after a child is born. So in verses two through four, we talk. It talks about having a male child and having seven days, and then on the eighth day he was circumcised, and then there was an additional thirty-three days. So there's kind of a breakup. The child was taken at this the eighth day to be circumcised, and then the woman had the continued thirty-three days, a total of forty days. So Mary, the mother of Jesus, also fulfilled these days of purification, and we see that listed in the New Testament in Luke 2 in verses 20 to 35 and then again in verses 36 through 38 we see where Mary took Jesus into the temple and they met while they were there they ran into or met with Simon I don't know if there was a meeting but they saw Simon and then of course Anna who prophesied over Jesus Mary and Joseph were there and they spoke 
uh, Simeon and Anna spoke blessings and words of thanks over Jesus. So we know that Jesus, even in this law, he followed all of the laws. Even his mother took him and was circumcised on the seventh day. And then at verse 5, back to Leviticus chapter 12, verse 5, when a son was born, a mother's ceremonial uncleanness lasted for that additional 33 days. And it talks about, as I had said, that it went on for the first seven and then there was 33. So the reason why I think it's important that we point out that an Israeli or a Jewish mother, as we now say, uh, it was an ancient equivalent of the modern maternity leave. She had this time so that she was relieved from her social obligations. She was relieved uh, from many of the duties and she welcomed these days of rest and seclusion so that she could bond with her, her newborn. Now we know that the scripture goes on that um, as we go into other verses, it talks about if she had a girl. So if she bore a female child, then she will be clean for unclean for two weeks. And the time period for each phrase was double of that when she gave birth to a son. So the woman uh, was unclean for 14 days, followed by 66 days. So the mother of a female child re received double of the ancient equivalent of the maternity leave. So there was 40 days for a son and 80 days for a daughter. Now, I don't want to really speculate too much on that, but I, I think that's interesting. As we go on, we went on through that chapter. We see in verse 6 and 7, there were instructions for the pur purification, what to bring, how to do it. And even God in verse 8 made a way for the poor. And I think that's just so, so God, he, he wants to make sure that no one is left out. See, because circumcision in the Old Testament was a sign of God's people. It was uh, a physical requirement. And I've always said the Old Testament gives us things that we can see, physical things that we can see what this life with God is all about. See, the Israelis, the now, now we call them the Jews or the Jewish people, they were called by God to be a special people. They were his first. They were set apart. They were entrusted. I love a commentary said this word. They were entrusted with the oracles of God, right? They were the people that God spoke to, and they were the people who were to present him to the earth after the fall. So they were set apart by God to be his priest, and they still are his special people of whom he loves. Now he loves us as well, but he has a special place and a special plan for the Jewish people. So there was this dividing between the circumcised and the not circumcised in the Old Testament. They were, the Jewish people, the Israelis were set apart and it was a sign in their body uh, to separate them and show that they were in covenant with God. So the Bible talks about in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 10.16 about having circumcised hearts. Also, it talks about in Jeremiah 6.10 about circumcised ears. Now, I don't think we actually cut our hearts nor we cut our ears, but giving word pictures of things that after we know what circumcision is and we think about circumcising our heart, we're cutting away flesh. Circumcising our ears, we're cutting away. And then we come into the New Testament and cut, uh, Paul connected the circumcision to becoming new. In Galatians 6, in, in the chapter 6, verses 12 through 16, and then Ephesians 2, verses 10 through 18, and again, again, and then again in Colossians 3, 9 through 11, Paul broaches the subject of circumcision, and he connects the new man. 
See, because with the circumcision, um, he understands the symbolism behind the circumcision, and so should we. So when practiced according to God's law, the ritual of circumcision pertained to the man, uh, to the male, taking place on the eighth day. Well, let's think about that for a moment. The eight, because there were seven days and then she brought him into the temple, right? So the eighth day is the number of new beginnings. And the idea is being that seven is the number of perfection. And seven plus one equals eight, right? That's basic math. But it restarts the cycle again. We know our days of the week. We have seven days, then we start over, right? The eighth day starts over. Eight restarts the cycle. Thus, the eighth day of the week is Sunday, which we practice today. In reality, it's the beginning of a new week. We, we, we could say we give God the first. We give him our Sunday. And the last great day, uh, which occurs eight days after the Feast of Pent uh, not the Pentecost, first after the Feast of Tabernacles, begins to look forward to the day when God will make all things new. This is the important symbolic message behind physical circumcision. The boy, the man, he's circumcised on the eighth day. He is now a new man. However, the new man of whom Paul speaks is not new because of that physical circumcision. He's now new because he has obeyed God's command to circumcise the foreskin of his heart and to no longer be stiff-necked. Paul, understanding this, claims that circumcision is of the heart. It's in the spirit. It's a spiritual. It's a, We become new. We become a new creature in God when we become what we call a believer or we become saved. So this new man is now new because he's renewed in his spirit. And by definition, the new man is spiritually circumcised because we talk about the um when we uh, become Christians, that we are, be, our, our flesh is becoming dead, right? We have to put to death our flesh. And so those are the symbolisms of what we see when we talk about circumcision. So let's pray together today. Father, we thank you that you've given us such a good picture of what it means, Father, to be circumcised. And Lord, I'm a woman. I don't understand all those concepts in my physical body, but Lord, I understand those concepts spiritually. That, Father, the importance of being circumcised in my heart, being circumcised in my spirit. Lord, to cut away the things that are of flesh that are not needed, to bring us, uh, to be of spirit, and Lord, to... Um, express who you are and who and who we are. And so, Lord, we just ask that you'd make that real to us today, Lord. Cause us to see the places in which we may not have circumcised ourselves in a way that we've not cut ourselves away and set ourselves apart to become that new person and who you've created us to be. Father, we bless you today and we love you. And Father, we ask you to make this real to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you for listening today. I'm Cynthia Martin. You can find out more about me and who I am and on my website, realliferevised.com. I invite you to go over there and check me out. Next time, we'll be discussing Leviticus chapter 13. Until then, may you be filled to overflowing with his presence, his peace, his protection, and his purposes. May you be blessed as we commit to know him through daily devotion. Have a fabulously blessed day. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. 
Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.